a thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but he shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see to the world of the wicked. Psalm 91 from verse 7 to verse 8. We are still on a series on Psalm 91, and we are looking at divine protection as a shrine in Psalm 91. We have done quite a number of episodes, so this is the sixth episode. So if you are just joining us, you are welcome. But I advise that you listen to the preceding episode first. We are in a war. As a believer, we are not ignorant of the devices of the enemy. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 11 says, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We are sorted daily from all directions by tragic news flashes, by doctor's reports, and by attack of the devil launched at us every day. And every day we see casualties around us as we read about people dying in accidents, in attacks, and of diseases. And we wonder how we could ever live without becoming a victim of these evil circumstances someday. Hey, Shewakoli is my name. Welcome to my gospel. Imagine that you are in a battlefield and all around you soldiers have been slain. One side, you see a thousand fall. On the other, ten thousand fall, one by one to the ground. You hear screams as bullets find their targets. It is a disheartening picture, I must admit. But thank God many of you have not been able to experience the horror of being in a physical combat zone. I have been there before and I know what it is. But that you have not been privileged to be at a place of physical combat zone does not mean that you are not under attack, nor does it mean that you do not see death claiming its victims all around you. It's happening every time. You are under siege. You are under the attack of the devil every minute, every second of your life. Even though you may not see it, you may not know it. Please understand this fact. We are in a war. Satan does not want us to recognize it. He likes to catch us snappy. Warfare is constantly going on against and over your life. That is why the Bible says, For we are not ignorant of the devices of the enemy. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 to 13 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole hammer of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. When the enemy attack you, do you recognize this device? Or does his machinations against you go unnoticed? Do you recognize his weapon? You see, the projectile he shoots may not come with arrowheads or be filled with gunpowder, but they are no less deadly. His weapon comes in form of crippling thoughts and crushing fears. When you hear about a plane crash 
and are paralyzed by the thoughts that you, your next playing right might be your last. My brother, you have been shot. When you read about the symptoms of a virus and are crippled by the thoughts that you may have contracted it because of the way you are feeling, my brother, you have been shot. In this episode, I want to teach and equip you to combat this attack against you by the enemy in the name of oppressive thoughts. It is true that you can't stop birds from flying over your head, but you can surely stop them from building a nest on your head. We can't stop the enemy from attacking us, but we can surely stop his power from crushing our lives with the word of God. We can't stop the enemy from attacking our mind, but we can surely defend ourselves with the word of the Spirit. We can stop it by using the word of God. God's word is invaluable, unshakable, and everlasting. Unfortunately, many believers ignorantly allow these dark thoughts to take root and grow in their lives. They water them by replaying the bad thought over and over again. And let it then go on and on like a broken record. As a us, these believers suffer sleeplessness. They suffer from panic attack. And they might even develop autoimmune and psychosomatic conditions. When these negative thoughts come to your mind, you must not let them take root. I quite understand the fact that it might be difficult not to panic while listening to gunshots being fired in your neighborhood by ham robbers, especially for someone who have not been trained in the world before. You will find it an uphill tax not to suffer panic attack in the face of wicked and unreasonable men like ham robbers, terrorists, and what have you. We all possess a remarkable ability. When danger is present, our fight or flight response is triggered and your body undergoes a range of physical adaptation which enhance your ability to run faster or fight harder. The brain sends signal down to the spine to adrenaline gland above your kidney. This release powerful or more which increase your ability to deal with the situation. So sometimes it's okay to feel the fear but don't let it get to your heart. You may feel the fear in your head, but have faith in your heart. If you can do this, you will always win. If you make sure that the fear that you feel does not go from your head to your heart, you will always win. So the Bible says, a thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand side, but it shall not come near you. Praise God. When God says that, what God is saying is this. Look, whatever evil that happens around you will not touch you. No matter how close it is to you, you will not be adversely affected. Praise God. You may be listening to this podcast from a word or so. God says to you, you will not be affected. Take God at his word. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand side, but it may not come near you. You will not fall by the, by the power of the God. You will not die of the weapon of war. 
God sees a thousand may fall at your side. And ten thousand may even fall at your right hand side. But it will not touch you. Satan may be telling you that you will die. Satan may be telling you you are the next victim. No, don't allow him. Don't listen to him. Go the word. The word says a thousand may fall at your side. Ten thousand at your right hand side. But it will not come near you. Hallelujah. Your father may have died of a strange disease at a certain age. And you are beginning to approach that age. And Satan is now telling you, well, what happened to your father will happen to you. See, I'd like to let you know that that is a lie. It's a lie from the pit of hell. What happened to your father doesn't have power to happen to you. Why? You are different. You are a child of God. And you may say, oh, my, but my father, he was a child of God. No, you don't really know what your father believed. You don't really know what he really practiced. Believe on God's word. The word says 8,000 may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand side, but it shall not come near you. Believe God's word. You will not die of that disease. You will not go the way of your father. Praise God. Your company may be downsizing because of the economic problem in the world today. And Satan is already telling you, he's showing you the picture of abject poverty that will come upon you as soon as you are retrenched. Don't mind him. Don't think like him. Don't think his thought. Don't engage yourself in his thought. Don't entertain his thought. He's a liar. A thousand before at your side and ten thousand at your right hand side, but he shall not come near you. Others may suffer the hill feet, but not you. You are exempted from that. Praise the Lord. It doesn't matter who, has, who experience evil, calamity and misfortunes. God says you will be accepted. Sometimes we feel that if the so-called leader or father of faith couldn't make it, who are you to make it? You see, you don't really know what they believe. You don't have the whole picture of what happened to them. You don't know the event leading up to the calamity that affected this so-called man of God. So you can't really put yourself in their shoes because you are not there. The word of God is what you should pay attention to. Sometimes when Satan comes, he points at you and says, that man can pray better. That man can preach better. That man is holier than you. And so, so calamity happened to him. The way you are going, it seems you are going to be the next victim of that same calamity. No, that is devil. Rebooking. The word of God says, a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand side. But it shall not come here. You are different. When he points you to that misfortune, point him back to the word of God. Praise God. And if you do this consistently, you will always win. I will be right back in a moment. Thank you. Welcome back. In this segment, I'd like to share with you how you can apply these promises of God to your life. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand side but he shall not come near you. See, the promise of God doesn't just work because it is written on the pages of the Bible. 
It doesn't just work because it is quoted by a, a, a well-respected man of God. No. It works because you put it to work. The word of God works based on the principle of faith. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2, it said, Unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, because it was not mixed with faith in them that heard it. So he said the word that was preached to us was the word that was preached to them, but it did not produce result for them because it was not mixed with faith in their heart. So you have to mix the word with faith in your heart. And when you mix the word of God with faith in your heart, you learn to trigger it, to speak it forth. So how do you respond in the face of staggering opposition? How do you respond in the face of seeming defeat? How do you handle a situation when diseases that kill your father is now ravaging your body? And it seems as if you are a dead man working. Friend, to win consistently in life, you must have a faith response at all times. You must believe the word in your heart and then speak it from, from your heart. You must set your life in faith response mode. That is, you must make faith response your default mode. So that no matter what happened to you, you will respond in faith. This will require conscious practicing of God's word in different situations of your life. You will not get the overnight, my dear. But you can begin to move towards it gradually by putting the word to work in everyday life situations. Putting the word to work only require that you meditate on God's word until it becomes your consciousness. When this happens, speaking and acting the word becomes natural for you in every situation. Take for instance, you assisted in a certain day in your life when you were not with a name. In, in most Western world and African uh, society, they name children after eight days. So during that period of eight days, the child did not have name. But at a certain time, they gave you name and they started calling you by that name. When they started calling you by that name, you didn't recognize it, that that was your name. But as they speak it, call you, let's say for instance, Sheo, Sheo, as they began to call my name, it came to my mind that that is my name. That is me, who they are calling. And after a, a, a while, it moved even deeper than this. I got to a certain stage that it moves from my mind to my spirit man. It becomes my consciousness, such that when I'm sleeping and somebody shouts, Shew, I will respond instantly. I will wake up because now it has become my consciousness. If somebody wake me up at night and say, what is your name? I don't think twice because that becomes my consciousness. That is where God wants you to get to. But for this to happen, you have to think about the world. You have to meditate on the world. You have to speak the world. And as you speak the word, it moves down to your mind. From your mind, it becomes your consciousness. And when it becomes your consciousness, the world has become flesh and it happens the way the popular saying goes 
you are what you eat. Praise God. Wow, 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 wow. I'm so excited because I believe you have been blessed by these podcasts. I'd like to hear from you. I'd like to know how this podcast has blessed your life. You may send me a voice message. You may even ask me any question over the voice message. Wow. Meanwhile, over the course of the week, I receive a voice message from a man called Victor. Victor from Nigeria. More grace, sir. More anointing in Jesus' name. Richly blessed by the message. Thank you so much, Victor, for that prayers and that voice message. Thank you so much. I say a big amen to your prayer. Now, to the rest of you who have been listening to me, thank you so much for listening to me. And God bless you.